0: Hello. This is Sahil here. Hi. This is Sahil from Bangalore. Hi, Neelam.
1: Hi, Sahil. This is Neelam from Ahmedabad, and we are back again with our third podcast today after a while. So welcome all.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, today, I think uh, we are talking about something that's uh, um, that's not. Spoken about as much. Uh, that's not talked about as much, and um, it also comes from um, a very, a very huge personal uh, experience that that I have had today, and that you have also been a part of uh, in the last couple of days. Where I um, lost, I lost my grandmother uh, today. She passed on today at seven o'clock in the morning, and. Uh, I felt that this would uh, this would be a really nice time to talk about um, about loss and about what death really means to us. And over a period of time, you know, we've spoken about. She struggled a lot, and you know, we were all really happy, and we were all really praying for her. And you and I both were a part of those prayers and those blessings. And. Uh, you know we all we were all really hoping that she that she goes because she was struggling as much as she was and uh, at the same time there is this huge sense of loss um you know that that all of us as a family as a collective feel um and it is this it is this happiness that she now in a better place that she is now um, you know in a restful place and at the same time there is this uh, there is this huge sense of loss that i know i feel and i know that my mother feels and you know or so many of my family members feel and um, it's really it was really interesting for me because today i was speaking to a couple of people and the only thing that i could really think about was celebrating you know we were just laughing and we were smiling and we were talking about all the weird things that she's done over the past uh, you know so many years and about how she uh, you know at the age of 87 asked me her grandchild her grandson uh, whether she could try psychedelics because uh, she was very <laughs> she was very intrigued by the role that psychedelics can play in uh, wow. in, in our liberation yeah and it was really it was really funny because for a moment when she asked me that I was just sitting there and I was contemplating and I was like should i do this should i Like, should I give her? her? I mean, you know, I I don't know if she was serious or I don't know if she was, um, you know, just waiting to see my reaction or, you know, how I'm going to respond to it. And obviously I decided not to engage or encourage this from her. But it was just, uh, it just got me really, uh, it got me about how important it was for me to celebrate her death um and you know to celebrate and to not look at it as a death as an end in itself but um to look at it as uh, as a passing and as a doorway to something that that i only have that i have no knowledge of that i have no experience of but somewhere it didn't feel like it was a end it felt like it was a sort of a continuation it felt like a, you know a cycle that was taking place in another form in another uh, form of experience, and um, the only the only thing that I wanted to do was to be able to celebrate, um, you know, this this passing. And so yeah, and so I'd really like to know how you feel about it, and you know, uh, what death and what loss means to you.
1: It's very interesting uh, that we bring up this topic today. Because just today on Facebook I posted that it is the final initiation of this lifetime and it is so necessary. And death can mean so many things to so many people. It is uh, death of a near and dear one. It is death of a relationship. Death of the time spent together with somebody. er Death of an era. A death of a particular way of living like we are going through right now in the collective consciousness where... We are experiencing this pandemic in a huge way. It is a huge uh, death of the old way of living. Life is never going to be the same here on. Uh, it could be death of the self, uh, when we don't allow ourselves to blossom and the grief regarding, regarding that. Uh, it could be the death of a pattern, that of the old which doesn't serve and yet which brings grief and pain. I remember I wanted to uh, come to spiritual work For the longest period of my life and why I wasn't able to because I was stuck in my corporate life because of survival and all those last five years of my corporate life all I ever wanted was to transition or that part of me to die and for me to be reborn into my spiritual work and then even then the day I resigned and that the last day in my job I came home and cried and, I, and Paul said, aren't you happy that you don't have to do that job anymore? And I was, I honestly was. And yet the death of that life, because in some way it had given me a lot, taken a lot from me, and in that, that closure of that chapter, the ending of that phase, still brought a sense of grief and a sense of loss. So it is very mysterious, that is very mysterious. There is hope for a new beginning, and yet there is a loss of the death of the old sense of self, which we want to let go of, but yet it, it is painful because it was a huge part of my identity or it, it becomes a huge part of our identity. And that is why many of us fear death because it brings the unknown, because it brings a sense of loss. It brings a sense of separation. And as I said on Facebook today, that it also connects. It is the greatest connector because when we go through, like your nanny passing away today, I feel so deeply connected To that whole thing and it made me grieve uh, a lot. It made me remind of my own mother's death. It made me remind of death and loss in my own life in various ways and it brought grief in my life and it connected that thread and the the web web of life between both of us in a very different way than uh, than we have ever connected. So yeah, it made me soft, it made me softer. It made me uh, alive, it made me full of love for life and yet it gave me grief listening to what your family was going through so that, that is death for all of us it shakes us it breaks us and yet it and yet it unites us in in mysterious ways it's a great equalizer i feel to all that we experience
0: yeah it's you know as as you say this i i absorb so much of what you're saying and i and so much of it is um, is resonating with, uh, with how I have been feeling and how I have felt in in the past. You know, and we tend to sort of, we we attach so much importance to this, to this physical death. You know, that that we are going to experience at at the culmination of our physical existence, and when we experience that that culmination, we we tend to look back at at all of the things and we tend to look back at all of the moments and all of the um, all of the life that that we have invested and that we have really created with our with with the life inside of us and at that moment it really doesn't matter whether it's whether it was good or whether it was bad or whether it was you know the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do but it was about really about just experiencing the like you said, the closure of um, of a part of you that that will always stay with you, but is is a part of you that you can now no longer engage with. And I think that at that at, at the physical realm, the loss of just being able to um, the loss that one can experience while not being engaged in something that you have invested so much of your life into, so much of your life into, is something that is, it's so tremendous a loss uh, and irrespective of, irrespective of what you move on to, irrespective of things that you do, there is there is always going to be that part of you that you carry with you um, and that you're always going to carry with you. Um, you know, and. And we always talk about beginnings and we always talk about creations. And we talk about, you know, how there is, there is so much after the death, after, you know, the death of something, whether it is the death of self and whether it is the death of a chapter of our lives or whether it is the physical death. And somehow we don't, and somehow, I don't know, like I, I find myself really wanting to talk about that moment of death, you know, and really wanting to talk about that moment in which we experience that feeling of death. Um, And I feel like it's, when I look back at it now, I feel like it's such a beautiful feeling because it reminds us of the joy and the pain of our existence and it reminds us of it brings into awareness it brings into awareness in full bloom the existence that we are a part of and how we are connected how we are so deeply connected to the existence around us and at the same time it reminds us of it reminds us of of life and it reminds us of the nature of life and it reminds us about how everything around us is is constantly moving is constantly shifting is constantly and like this, in order to be able to in, in order for in order for there to be space for something new, it is important. The death is almost important. It is not looked at as something that is um, you know that is is the thing that we should fear the most. But when we look at it and we look at it in terms of a cycle and something that's constantly repeating itself, then then we look at it as something that is almost necessary in the process of life and in the circle of life. Um,
1: Absolutely. It, it takes us back to the previous podcast where we talked about the cyclical nature of things and life and death and, the, and what we go through is exactly that. And, and yes, we aspire for, and aspire for new things and new birth things. And as you said, there is a part of it which dies, which we always carry within ourselves. And it is very important for us to give ourselves that space and time to experience that death fully. It could be of a loss of a near and dear one, or, a loss of a, or the end of a chapter, or the end of a phase, or end of a relationship, or the death of our own old self. It's very important for us to feel that phase as well. And, and there will be remnants of it which will carry in other aspects of our life. in in the next cycle as well however in order to be able to celebrate our birth we need to face and feel the death and as you rightly said even celebrate it at some point if necessary because (laughs) it's so interesting and so intertwined pain and joy part of you feels the pain and part of you feels the joy of whatever is happening in our life continuously and it's so similar with our bodies as well isn't it because the cells within our body are also dying and being reborn over a period of time and and if we were to be in tune with our bodies we are experiencing so one is the ultimate death the death of life but in a given moment or a given period of time we are simultaneously experiencing death and rebirth and it's such a fundamental concept and a fundamental essence of our life, which we experience it through our body. And it's so beautiful to know that this is happening within us. It's also happening outside of us. And if we were to understand that process of change through life and death, and death and rebirth, and accept that, I think our trust in the process of life, Our trust in what life throws our way or gives us our way or sends our way will deepen. We will not fight the process of life. We will embrace it. And this is what I think death of any form, loss of any form also teaches us.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think what you said about, you know, there's this very there's this there is this feeling that's inside of my heart right now as, as I'm talking to you about this and um, there is this there is this very beautiful space that I seem to have entered right now which is which is at this middle point between the joy that I'm feeling as we're talking about these things and as we're feeling these things and the pain that I'm feeling as well and there is this there is this fluttering yet calm movement that's taking place in my heart right now. It's such a beautiful thing because I feel like in this moment right now, and, I, and I'm sure that in the next, it, it, it could possibly change, but in this moment right now, I feel complete acceptance for death. In this moment right now, I embrace death. In this moment right now, I feel the joy and the pain that is associated with death. And it is, it is not about doing it so that I can experience the creation. It is not about doing it so that I can experience the birth, or the rebirth, or the resurrection, or whatever else, however else we might want to describe it. it is, in this moment, it is, just, it is just the feeling of death. And it is just the joy and the pain that is associated with this feeling. And 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 what you said about how uh, what you had said earlier about how death unites and and I feel like this is something I in in this particular moment right now I'm I'm experiencing a sort of a union, you know I'm I'm experiencing a sort of union between this. Joy and this pain inside of me, and at the same time, I'm also experiencing this union with with what is outside of us. With uh, I, I in in this moment, I feel that I understand nature a little bit more. That I'm um, I'm able to experience her a little more with with a little more depth, um, and there's a little more understanding and a little more acceptance of of the ways um, of life and about the fact that that we are we are moving and we are constantly moving and circling with this you know with these ways and and i and i just i feel that i am in this motion I feel that I am in this very circular motion that's taking place. um, And I feel connected to the circular motion that's taking place. And I feel like it's really important. It was really important for me to be able to, um, and I'm speaking a little bit about myself here and about my experience, because it's the result of the experience that I've had that's really making me feel all of these things. and I think it was really today in the morning when I was sitting and when I was really experiencing the 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 grief that that was coming up for my for my grandmother for my nani. It's very difficult to explain or to articulate exactly how I was feeling in 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 those um, in those moments, but. There was this, I can only use, you know, very common words like acceptance and, you know, understanding or whatever. And somehow there is this part of me that knows it was something so much more deeper than that. And it makes me believe that the understanding that, that, we, that I have, that we all have of the process of grief, the process of pain, the process of death is so intrinsic and is so deeply embedded in our consciousness, in our nature, in our being, in our every cell, that that it's not that why do we fight it? Why do we try to control it? Why are we so scared of it? Why are we so... Why is it so necessary for us to not engage with it? When it is a part of us. When it is who we are. and. This just reminds me of a of a uh, I was reading it this a really long time ago and I was fascinated by this. But there was a tribe in Africa. There is a tribe in Africa, and I forgot forget the name of the tribe now. Um, that every evening talks about the things that they fear the most, and every evening in their sacred circle they talk about death, and every yeah, and every evening when they talk about death, they realize they invite death into the circle. And, wow. they, and they have a small ritual where they invite death, the spirit of death, whatever the spirit of death means to them, and they invite the spirit of death in the circle and they engage with it and they have a conversation with it. And everyone in the circle has a chance to share their fear. Um, wow. And I felt that that was such a beautiful process and there was such a... You know, it's such a beautiful thing for us as well. Yeah. We
1: definitely have to explore this in our retreats. You know, yeah. in the evening times, we have to do this. Man, it is so cool. <laughs> and to <laughs> talk about death and to call death it reminds me of Robert Moss. You know, he uh, they they call he calls it dream enactment. So in the indigenous tribes, when uh, people uh, would gather in a circle in the early morning and they would talk about their dreams first thing in the morning as to what they would dream about and stuff like that. And because uh, dreams were, are the records of the night and they carry huge wisdom and messages. And if there was a dream which was not very pleasant, the tribe would then enact that dream. So they say that once we live it out, well, we consume the energy and the energy is over. So this is what exactly reminds me that they enact the death or they talk about death and the energy of it Is over like it's we're not feeding it anymore it's it's lived out when you enact it you've lived out that energy and so the tribe would get together and if there was a scary dream or an undesirable dream in order to live out the energy of the dream they would enact the dream and so this is one way uh, which uh, dream work was done in the indigenous times so your uh, recitation of this ritual kind of reminded me of uh, how the indigenous people were so wise are so wise and how we have unfortunately moved away from that wisdom and it is time to now go back to that wisdom of those simple ways of being, death being one of them. each Each tribe had a different way of honoring death. In some Native American tribes, I think after the person passes away, they don't talk about the person. That's their way of honoring death and that person and in some they were celebrated and in some it was grieved and so on and so forth but yeah it was never shied away from there was no taboo or fear or shame associated with death that brings such a big taboo that we fear to talk about it and and in, as we talk about it in our becoming the phoenix that if we have lived lived a full life if we have lived the life then we wouldn't mind passing away or dying without regret, it is because we are not able to be true to ourselves and live our life fully. That is why we fear the death, because we feel we've not done justice to life. So both again, life and death and how we feel about it are so intertwined with each other in terms of our expectations, our experiences, our explorations. And and when we experience death even in phoenix it's like brings fear to some people when we do that shroud exercise and we put shroud shroud over the people it brings fear for some people because people gasp for their breath and we can't surrender to death but if we learn from nature like the indigenous people were like nature is reborn in spring and dies in winter and if we were to honor that cyclical way of being of death and rebirth as a part of our life and if we were to give ourselves the space to die to the old, the dysfunctional, the ways which are not working, and give ourselves a space to grieve when we have the loss of the near and dear ones who pass away, I think our acceptance, as you rightly said, and our forward movement will be very with ease and with grace and not with burden. We make life a burden because we don't accept what has died and i think that is a very
0: important part of death and life and death for se. absolutely and and the acceptance of this and you know whether it is a celebration of this or whether it is um, you know whether it is just accepting that does not in any way um it it, it, it it does not in any way deny the process that is so important of coming to that acceptance which is the process of grieving which is the process of being able to completely allow ourselves to grieve and sometimes I feel like there is so much fear that is attached to the process of grief in itself and that and you know somewhere we are trying so many different things to be able to just not feel that grief you know and and if you were to understand that that process of grief in itself is so important for that for that rebirth to take place in its absolute natural form, to be able to understand that the rebirth is, to be able to understand the the place of rebirth and the role of rebirth in the natural cycle of things, it is so important for us to experience the grief fully and to experience it completely, and not experience it as not just experience it as a ritual for a couple of days or for three days, but to be able to take the amount of time that is required in order to be able to feel the grief, and and to then it 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 is and sometimes this is what I feel that that sometimes it is that if if grief is this big ocean right and and grief is a big ocean and it's a huge vast ocean and we're sitting there and. We want to feel the grief and we know that we have to feel the grief. However, we are. We've taken a foot and we are. We've just about tipped it into the water and we're measuring the temperature of the water to see if it's cold. You know. And if it's too cold, then we don't want to enter the water. You know, if it's too cold, because we feel like we're not going to be able to come back. We feel like we won't. That we feel like we'll drown and. and that we won't be able to surface. And uh, and I feel that that fear in itself that we will drown in this ocean of grief is perhaps the biggest barrier that we place in front of ourselves in that process of grieving in itself. And like I I, I remember about how you were recounting that um, that incident um, where uh, I think it was the mother in the movie Dances with Wolves where it was a mother that was grieving and, you know, and when he asks how long it's going to be, you know, he he says, uh, as long as it takes, you know, and this is, this is her grieving process. It will be as long as it takes for her. And there was such a deep understanding, you know, of the importance of grief. So, yeah, I...
1: The the society, unfortunately, doesn't support the grieving process. Uh, It, it, always wants us to move on with life. The pause and the rest which the grief brings is also very shame and not acceptable. A grief, the departure of a death, loved one causes grief and we are given that space to grieve. But beyond the point, if a person continues to grieve, then there is a lot of judgment associated with that. Come on now, get over it, move on with it, live your life, divert your attention, engage your energy in something else. And I'm not talking about entangling with grief, but just allowing words in self, like a wave which comes, which touches you and passes through you without you holding on to it. If we allow ourselves to grieve like that, then grief does come in waves. The wave will come and the wave will pass through. And the wave of grief which comes, often I talk from this from my personal experience, touches us in such deep corners of our heart that it becomes a portal for moving to the other side automatically. We don't have to gasp for breath. We don't have to worry about drowning. If we just allow that wave to come, we experience that wave and allow that wave to recede or pass through us. That is the grieving process. And I can only say through my personal experience that it has, every time I have not grieved, it has made me so hard and so tough. And every time I have allowed myself to grieve and not blocked my door of the heart to feel that pain, it has brought me alive in some unique way. My dead creativity has come alive. I started writing poetry again. And I have always observed that when I give myself, just like today, as you know, I grieved and then I wrote that poem, it always reawakens something within me. And so if we were to be present to that, I'm not saying we should expect every time we grieve, we become creative or something reawakens, but if we were to just honor that emotion and honor that process within ourselves, That is also a part of owning and claiming the self. And that is also a part of the human journey that we are a part of. And it's a part of being real. It's a part of being human. And unfortunately, society doesn't provide the support system. Today, everybody has a nuclear family. Uh, Even when there is a death of a loved one, people gather and then everybody goes back to their own hustle and bustle and to their busy lives. And the person who is left behind to face that vacuum or the void of the departure of the loved one doesn't have any support system, doesn't have any container to hold for their grief to flow. And so it's very unfortunate that we have moved away from such a basic way of being and basic way of processing and loving to grieve. In the indigenous societies, like in that movie, Dances with the Wolf, the woman had the support of the entire community. She did not have to worry that she needed to go and earn a livelihood, that she had household responsibilities to cater to, she had a child to raise. The tribe was there for her. And so when we allow the honoring of that emotion in that given moment, so much trauma is automatically taken care of. We don't hold trauma in our body which we have to address by going to a psychiatric or addressing somatics or by doing some psychological, psychosomatic or spiritual healing processes or by addressing soul loss which happens because of grief or any trauma. Because we are doing justice to that that community. To be there for each other as a tribe, to be there for each other as a community, to hold each other in our grief. And even today's times ask for that as we are all cooped up in our houses. Some people are really alone. Some people have no support system, no relatives. It's so important to be able to reach out to them and to, to hold them in what they are going through. It may be grief. It may be just longing for a human touch it may be just a hug it may be just a human connection these are the simple and as i'm saying this a lot of grief is coming automatically because i know some dear and dear ones who are longing for that connection who are doing a 15-hour job and who whose relatives are far away yes we have a virtual connection but we don't have that human connection and it is so important it is so basic to our existence, and how far we have moved away from that. What have we done to our society? What have we done? Is this really advancement of life? And I grieve today that death which we have experienced, which we are experiencing. Yeah, and I am experiencing that grief right now as I talk about it. I know.
0: And I understand it and and I completely get it and I feel that same loss and I feel that same grief. And just in that moment that you say the the most basic need that we could have about just human connection and of how far we have come away from the very source of our existence that that is the one thing that we all deserve and that is the one thing that we all should get without asking for and that is the one thing that we crave the most and it's it's just so sad
1: what have we done to ourselves what have we done to ourselves what have we done to our life is this really growth is this really advancement i Human Consciousness, if it doesn't question this at this time, then when will we? When will we?
0: This is the time to question, and we are questioning. And I'm and I'm really hoping that that everything that we are feeling right now is something that someone else sitting in their home is also feeling. And I know that it is something that someone else sitting in their home is feeling. And I want to be able to reach out to all those people who are feeling the same thing that I'm feeling today and I want to just be able to say that I love them and that I love you,
1: Absolutely.
0: and that I love each and every person who feels the love, who knows the love, and who wants the love and who deserves the love. And that is the one thing that we can give each other in abundance.
1: These simple things of life matter. How much money we have, How what brand of phone do we use, how many cars do we have, how big our homes and TVs are. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. So many times I am poked because I am using a bloody fire year old phone and my friends would say, or my students would say, you're going to teach, you are a teacher, you should have a branded, good, grand quality phone because students are watching you. For me, that doesn't matter. Yes, an efficient phone definitely matters. But which brand and how big or small it is, it really doesn't matter as long as it is meeting my basic needs of reaching out, of connecting, of being available to everyone. I think I'm cool. How big a TV I have or... fridge I have or a home I have, it really doesn't motivate me. It really doesn't matter. And yes, money is important and abundance is available to all of us. But at the crux of things, it is the abundance of love and that human touch and that human connection that we all crave for, that we are all longing for.
0: Absolutely, and and all I can really, all I can really say right now, and all I can really feel right now about this is, I just feel this extremely strong desire to send out this prayer, and to send out this blessing that may we all find this source of love deep within us. And may we all find the source of love deep within us, to be able to share it with each person that comes across our path and, and whose path we come across. And may we experience this love for every single being on this planet.
1: And, and all those who are longing for a human connection until we get there, and we will get there, we are getting there to the basic fundamentals of life, of love, of heart-centered living. Until that time, a big, big, big virtual hug for all of you.
0: Yes, a big virtual hug from me as well to all of you. Thank you so much for being a part of this call. Neelam, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you so much
1: for having such a heart-centered, soul-stirring, realistic conversation on life and death and living and being. We shall keep coming from that space more to share what we feel so strongly about and hope it has touched your heart as well. Thank you so much. Thank you.